Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired with me, Louis Goody. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gents. This is yet another episode. I think it's like 140. I think it's 140. I think this is the 140th episode. Um, thank you very much. My, my studio audience is giving me a very light round of applause. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so, ladies and gents, today I thought um, I would do something a little bit different because uh, I have a guest, and his name is Rintaro, and he is the sister of the. Uh, he is the brother. Sorry, did it again. <laughs> Just had to re-record this because I did that. Oh well. Um, he is the brother of uh, the wonderful Kai Alexander, my my uh, my lady, my girlfriend. My girl. Um, and basically, Rin here has... Say hello, Rin. Hello. Oh, thank you. Um, Rin, is, he has been at an audition today, haven't you, sir? Yes, I have been an audition. And you should be in school, but you're not. You're out at an audition. How does that feel? Uh, I feel very... Wellly privileged. Wellly privileged. <laughs> well, you uh, you still had to get up early though, so it doesn't really it didn't make any difference there, did it? Um, probably just a few more nerves, I imagine. Um, but Rin, um, he is how old are you, Rin? I am fifteen. Rin is fifteen, and he was auditioning today for um, a sixth form college. Uh, for Arts Ed, which most of you probably know is a drama school in London, they also do. They also have a sixth form, um, which you have to audition to, for. And we took myself and Kai took Rin down this morning. How was that? Were we were we proud uh, brothers brothers and sisters? My very proud acting couple uh, was there to support me. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, now I don't know how you felt, but I felt nervous just walking into that place um and I, anyway my point is that I thought it'd be nice to I don't know how many younger listeners I have out there hopefully not many because I swear like uh mother trucker. um but if I do have any young listeners out there then I feel like this this might give you some some insight and some inspiration and if if performing arts is a sort of avenue that you want to go down um, then I thought it might be nice to to see how you know how you felt about the audition and what it was like and and all that kind of stuff. So, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your what 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 drew you to I mean what drew you to to wanting to audition for performing arts schools to go to sixth form? Well, um, I went to the Saturday courses, so I at Arts Ed. Yes, at oh, Arts yeah, Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I kind of remembered that it was like, um, such an amazing and cool place that I kind of thought like, I would love to go here. What made you want to do the Saturday school? Um, I kind of just like Kai says that I could improve in acting. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought, yeah, you know what? Let's do some Saturday courses for acting. And it was actually very interesting. I mean, I learned quite a lot, um, like thought tracking and like how to use my body. Nice. 
and how I shouldn't like kind of get off character when I'm walking into wings and I just kind of always act like my character. <laughs> yeah. But like method. Yeah. They yeah. like they proper like push you to like become better and like they're like they always know like if you're not trying yeah. like they'll be like try. You need to try and stuff like that. What do you mean not trying? Like if, if you're a, not putting the effort. Yeah, in. if I'm not putting 100% in. Yeah. They always will make sure you put 110%. Oh wow. Which is like very interesting because um in some sense you know that you won't kind of fail because they're always nagging you to kind of put more effort in that like <laughs> you there's no possible way that you'll you feel forget like your lo- lines or anything like that right yeah there's a it feels sounds like there's just so much pressure uh, that you're terrified to do that <laughs> but um and so that was the saturday school how long was that for um about like two or three hours you know i mean uh how long uh how did you do it for just one day a week was it um it was yeah one day a week for how many weeks um, it's like every school term. So like you have breaks. So I remember I was doing it around the winter term. Yeah. So like I cut, it starts at January. Right. And I remember we had like a half term break. Yeah. So it kind of systems around the, the yeah. school yeah. stuff. Okay, cool. Um, so that gave you a taste for it. Do you think what, have you always wanted to be an actor or is it just your, your sister being awesome? that made you uh, want to, and me, of course. You've seen me for the last six years <laughs> bloom and blossom and, and uh, definitely not nervously talk about success and failure on a podcast. Um, but what would you think it was that, or have you always been interested? Because I know you're, you're, I mean, you know more about Hamilton than anyone I've ever met <laughs> and, uh, and lots of other sort of old school musicals. Where did that come from? Is it Kai, do you think? Um, I remembered that I was kind of like obsessed with Billy Elliot yeah. and the musical in the film. Yeah. But I think at some point I kind of just became kind of very blind towards it. What do you mean? Um, Because around maybe like prime, like at primary school, I remember I did Bugs Malone yeah. and that kind of gave me the first taste of being Who did you on play stage. in Bugs Malone? Um, Babyface and a puppet. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> a the puppet. best part, yeah. They um they didn't have a puppet, so they pretended me to be a puppet and just <laughs> mouth my words. <laughs> um, but you were Babyface. Yeah. Great. And what was that like? Where did you do that? Um, at, at Grove Park. At Grove Park in Chiswick, just yeah. around the corner. Oh, cool. Um, and so that was was that your first taste of acting? Do you think? Well, that's quite the most memorable kind of the lo- yeah the yeah. first memory of it. But then, like, they had a kind of like a phase where I was very kind of like blind to it like I did drama as a subject at school but I wasn't very like intensely like into it yeah why not what do you think what do you mean intensely into it um it kind of just like in part of my brain just thought like oh it's just a practical lesson just another class yeah but um as I had an amazing teacher (laughs) yeah where at Grove Park Uh, at Morehouse at Morehouse which is the school you're at now now yeah Yeah. and um what happened was he kind of taught more about it and he taught us about improvisation and he taught about like script reading and stuff like that yeah and this is kind of the moment where i noticed wow there's a lot more to drama than kind of doing walking around stage or (laughs) pretending to look like you're very busy whilst walking around a a space or room yeah so um i kind of got very interested 
and then I had a friend message me saying, "Hey, have you heard about this new musical called Hamilton?" Yeah, and I I kind of said, "Yeah, I heard something about it," and then I actually listened to it, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually really cool." Yeah. So I kind of became obsessed, and I was like the only person at the school. Who when when was that then? When did you first hear about that? Um, around like last year in year ten. Right. Um. It's kind of like when kind of my musical theatre kind of crave kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I remember I'll be like doing work listening to like Hamilton, or I'll be doing work listening to, um, like Catch Me If You Can the musical. But I remember like I used to get distracted a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you've always been interested in films and story. I remember you just reminded me then you're obsessed with those films. Catch Me If You Can. Now you see me. Is that right? Is that yeah? yeah. Um. And uh, and Hamilton as well, like what? Um, but it also, I guess, it's quite must have been quite cool for you because maybe at first it was just some songs and a musical, but then also I found you suddenly learning loads about early American politics. Yeah, I think that's what Hamilton does very well. Yeah, it's that it's it's not like a kind of a traditional musical where. Like Lame is, where they just kind of tell you a story. <laughs> yeah. It actually kind of tells you quite a lot about the truth and what happened. Yeah. And people kind of sit like people always tell me like, so it's a musical if you like hip hop or history, or theater or musical theater. Yeah. But I kind of disagree because I know lots oh. of people who don't even like history or musical theater or rap who kind of enjoy the music. Yeah. So it's like. Lin Manuel Miranda did a very wonderful thing where he kind of emerged something altogether to make like a whole fan base system. Yeah, and it's a very relatable musical, even though like these people are amazing people and did big things. Like you can see, like the, there's a very human side of these politicians or these characters in a musical. Yeah, yeah. So like me, like people who listen you kind of have like a very much of a feeling and it feels like a it feels like a more of an inside joke yeah but like everyone can get into the, uh, this inside joke what do you mean what's the inside joke um like a lot there's a lot of like oh like <laughs> there's lots of um jokes inside hamilton that a lot of hamilton fans would know right so um there's a song um about this there's a song called The Skylar Sisters and it's yeah. about these three sisters. Yeah. And they introduce themselves and one of the characters' name is Peggy. Yeah. So um she's kinda like in a sister, she's kind of very unknown. Yeah, yeah. So the writer kinda just put that put her down like as she exists, but she just says, I'm Peggy. Yeah, yeah. Because that's all she says yeah. pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. And then she kinda just disappears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like it's very like nice because it's a very relatable musical yeah. and people can like see themselves in some of the characters. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it as well is that, you know, it's about every, it's, it's, uh, it's very diverse and very, um, interesting culturally and from the point of view of casting and the history as well. Right. Mm -hmm. How did you feel, um, seeing something that with that many different people in it and, and the, the, you know, those many, those different types of people portraying different roles. Was it, um, it's very interesting because like, um, I was kind of like, like there's like this kind of this stereotype in theater yeah. where they would be like, 
oh, these people are, like, intense or, like, <laughs> they're very, like, <laughs> com- like, competitive and, like, and like it's for and like sometimes people say like oh you have to be good looking to to be able to be in the industry right but like it's not always kind of like that because theater or entertainment or acting or anything like that is a very it has to be a very diverse industry or else it doesn't really survive yeah what do you mean um because in my way i think that entertainment is a reflection of now or people's imagination yeah and i now i believe that we kind of live in a very diverse and different society yeah. that theater can't just be purely like beautiful people or yeah. skinny tall people who are very handsome like and like who is like good looking and stuff like that it has to be a it has to be a reflection of society or else no one would be interested in some sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Because, like, I remember, like, um, the Star Wars, uh, the first Star Wars, like, when I saw it, it was just, like, majority just white people. The f- which Star Wars do you mean? The very first ones? The uh, Yeah, the very first ones. Like, um, I forgot what it's called. But, um... Uh, like Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, that kind of time. Or, yeah, that yeah. kind of time. Uh, or like, the, yeah. And um, you can see there's like a lot of like just, there's kind of a pattern on the casting. Yeah. But like the new one or the, um, isn't it Rogue One? It's yeah. Called, there's like a lot of different people. Like there was Asian people, there yeah. were black people. And it's just really interesting because you can see how entertainment is changing and it's kind of like a relief for me because like it kind of reminds me like you don't have to be this to yeah. do this yeah, yeah yeah because i think that's just absolutely ridiculous and did you feel like that before do you think it didn't really bother me but like i just remember that like films would always say like oh you have to be this to be that and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. oh great well that's that's really interesting and and so that um and we got to see hamilton mm-hmm. quite early on how how was it when you got finally got to see it it's it was a very like eye opening moment yeah because like um i'm a fan of hamilton so i freaked out a lot <laughs> <laughs> but um it's just interesting to see how like these people like there's so many different types of people on stage and yeah. like how everyone's come from like a different back uh, background like there's like a black Aaron Burr and a like an Asian like fit, uh, like um yeah, Eliza Skyler. Skyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just interesting because like you just don't have to be kind of this. Yeah. And I think it breaks a lot of like stereotypes, which is quite a cool. Yeah, good. Cool, man. And so bringing all that round to today, what was your experience auditioning for a drama school in london i mean <coughs> excuse me sore throat um i mean what was your how did you feel about today what were you expecting from today um well it was a very stressful and yeah nerve-wracking um day because um especially before the audition because you never know what's going to happen yeah and you have always have that fear that you might muck up is this your was this your like first kind of audition in the real world as they say 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I had some audition uh, beforehand, but it was very, like, learn the script. At school and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, like, learn the script in 30 minutes and then come back to us and perform it. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, this was a very, like, I would say a very serious audition. Oh, yeah? Because, um, well, we kind of knew what our goal was. Yeah. But, like, they always, like, they gave us, like, a lot of time to prepare. Yeah. And what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that it was a very real sense that it was kind of like that. Um, But it was quite interesting. I saw a lot of people and, yeah, it's kind of, it's a very nerve-wracking thing. But I think... Um, when the day gone by, I kind of got used to it and yeah. more relaxed. And what kind of things did you have to do? Because it wasn't just <laughs> you, you learnt you learnt two speeches: a modern speech and a Shakespeare speech or a classical speech. Um, what else did you have to do? Um, I had to do um English paper. I'm wow. not sure about that. No, oh, no, that freaked me right out. <laughs> <laughs> I um I had to do an interview and a kind of a drama workshop yeah um which was kind of interesting the um drama uh workshop was very based on physical theater okay so we had to make um i remember they kind of spotted something like we had to make a square around us yeah so like the left corner was like one and then right corner was like two or something like that okay yeah 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 and then we had to kind of like imagine reaching for those numbers but we had to do it in a different way so you can be like you like touch it with your elbow and like yeah i know that what's that called the <coughs> the the oh what is that the far points i know what you, yeah. yeah exactly oh, we did that at drama school yeah <laughs> um and we had to pick like three of our favorite moves yeah and then we kind of assigned into groups and we kind of made like a asynchronized kind of like choreography thing but like mostly not dancing but just people on stage movement. yeah movement yeah and what, what was that like because i imagine so far what you've seen through acting and like well you've seen a lot of your sister and you've seen lots of movies and you've seen hamilton and loads of musicals is that something that you weren't expecting and were like oh what the hell is this but it was kind of fun or what 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 how did you feel about doing that um i'm very this was prob- this is very much my first time doing physical theater yeah um, so it was a very unknown thing, but it was actually quite easy and understandable. Yeah, good. Um, I've never really seen much physical theatre, I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess in some sense Hamilton was, but it was just quite more dance-heavy than movement. Yeah. But um, it was quite understandable because... Um, we it was more expressing yourself through movement yeah which i guess is very hard as you did can't you, be did, did you find it freeing in any way like the you just said expressing yourself through movement so is that it's sometimes easier i think to do that maybe than if you can't find the words or you know what what, what was that like um hmm. well <laughs> they always um so they kept on asking us, well, not us, but recommend us for being creative. Right. What does that mean? Um, who 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 is recommending um, to the, be creative? I guess the auditioner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
so we had to be creative as possible, I guess. Yeah, of course. I mean, and experiment. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, expressing through body was also quite new, because it wasn't much of me saying something and it has a meaning. Right. So you could make a whole very emotional rant about I don't know how your cat died, <laughs> um, but like you had to like show it through your body, which yeah. could be like you pretending to lay down the cat and like. Give it a last hug or something like that. Yeah, probably um, probably quite helpful <laughs> for your Romeo speech. <laughs> but um, it's very interesting as I never done it before and I never really seen it before. Um, but it was very much very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what I can really say about physical theatre. Well, no, but it's good that you've been exposed to something that you haven't really uh, necessarily had to do before or have used before. So it's good to try something new, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good that it gave you that opportunity. Um, and and how did the speeches go? Um, the speeches went pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did skip. Um, a part by accident yeah. um, in my brain, but um, or a line, but I kind of just went over it and just kept on. on flowing. Good. Um, it's quite nerve wracking in a sense that I was asked to do my Romeo and Juliet speech twice. Oh, really? Um, one time, um, kind of like open towards. This was the uh, first time where yeah, I kind of more likely talked to them. Yeah, rather than kind of the t- Juliet or what I was supposed to do. Oh, you were talking to the panel, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Then um, she said, um, okay, uh, could you do that again? But could you kneel down and imagine Juliet? Yeah. So I kind of knelt down and she says, okay, start from any point where you start talking to uh, Juliet. Yeah. And I did. And they kind of just cut me off and <laughs> says, okay, could you do your next one? Yeah, they do that all the time. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. Um, the n- other one was quite um, accidental. I um, started my opening line and then I forgot the rest of the words that I had to <laughs> ask to restart. Yeah. Um, but it's very eye-opening in the sense that like this is what a real audition was. Yeah. And thankfully, it wasn't recorded because I think I would terribly <laughs> yeah, well, panic. I, I wouldn't worry about that. It's not a final performance. And as the guy said at the at the beginning of the day, they're looking for potential, right? They're not that, you know, no drama school, even at drama school level, you know, that uh, myself and Kai and, and loads of people have been through, you know, when you're auditioning for drama school, uh, a lot of people think, and I did. I certainly did. That you have to be this like really good actor, um, and I don't think that's the case even at drama school level. But that's what the guy said in the morning, and I, I really like that he said that because it takes the pressure off that you know they're just looking for potential, right? Um, and uh, and I like what he said about looking after the person first, then the learner, then the performer last. And he said if you look after the person first and foremost then the rest kind of takes care of itself right yeah uh, with guidance obviously not just all on its own um but do you think today's audition has has given you some kind of uh uh encouragement for your next because you've got another one right next week um it kind of makes it, i feel more prepared as i know what's happening yeah and i know what i should be doing yeah and 
it feels um I think I kind of panic and feared this one because I never been to any real auditions. Yeah. So like I was like, oh my god, like what do I do? Which one I start with first? Yeah. But um as it was I think I learned that it was more freeing <laughs> yeah. than what I thought it was. So I feel more prepared for my next audition Great. at Brit School. And is there anything you would do? Di- you got one at Brit School next. Yes. And and is there anything you would do differently, or any anything you think you need to work on before then, or like any problems that came up that you might be able to stop from happening next time? I think that I need to calm down. Yeah. A bit. Um. But that's, a lot more. You know, that's easier said than done. Yeah. Though, right. You need to. It's it, any audition situation. I still get really nervous now whenever I go into an audition even after six seven years after coming out of drama school so I don't think that's a massive problem it's there's all the nerves are always going to be there but I guess it's just how you deal with them and experience will help that obviously um and now you've got a bit of experience and you can take it on to the next one yeah (laughs) yeah and you excited about that yeah sure (laughs) yeah what um advice would you give to anyone who may be listening i don't know if there's any young you know sort of 14 15 year olds listening to this but if there are i shouldn't say that i always put 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 myself down again i promised i would stop doing that sorry jack um (laughs) (laughs) my buddy jack went to uh he always gives me a hard time about giving myself a hard time and uh he went to art said oh yeah we we we, uh went to college together in plymouth um, anyway, uh, he's going to come and do a podcast one day, aren't you, Jack? Um, anyway, so... Oh, sugar, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, advice. Advice, good man. Um, so, what advice would you give to someone who's in who was in your position today? Um, auditioning for sixth form, or auditioning for anything, but, but I guess in this situation auditioning for a sixth form performing arts course what advice would you give to someone like yourself today um well if i could reflect and if i was the future me or now if i could talk to myself like maybe like if from yesterday yeah i would probably say like put less stress on yourself um i think i was kind of panicking because i thought i might mark up or embarrass myself but they won't, I, f- I kind of just noticed that they don't really care about what you muck up because they won't really write, oh, this person was bad and this and that and that. As they said that they were looking for potential. Yeah. So they were more looking to the positive. Yeah. And I think that I should have told that to myself more often. Yeah. As like, I kind of stereotyped a lot of things and I was kind of, thinking in a one story perspective yeah as i wasn't really thinking about them i was kind of thinking about me and what they might think of me in a negative way so i think i should be more positive and kind of see what could ha- what better things could happen rather than negative like, things yeah, that not, happen not focusing on what could go wrong yeah it's better to focus on what what could go, go right. right yeah exactly and that probably gives you a lot more confidence when you go into the room yeah Great. Anything else you want to say about today? Um, not really. No. <laughs> yeah. Any shout-outs <laughs> to um, your homeboys? 
um, I have to thank my friend Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was very um helpful and comforting, especially in those very panicky moments. Good. But I um yeah, when I started noticing my friends, I kind of kept. It was like a moment where I can keep my hair down and kind of <laughs> relax more rather than <laughs> thinking what could go wrong. Keep your hair down. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, thank you so much for sharing with me today. I appreciate it, and I'm sure my listeners will appreciate it too. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gents. That was the wonderful uh, Rintaro. Um, I wanted to just give you guys a little, a very quick update on uh, the Edinburgh stuff, um, because I said I would keep you updated with that. To be honest, the, the, the last week I was a little bit sketched out, because I was like, I, until I've got a venue, like, I don't know if this is... Maybe I said this last week. I, was, I, I don't even know, you know, what's happening with this. Like, if I'm even going to go at all. Um, and things have changed a little since then. Obviously, I've talked to you about the, the night that we did and the confidence that that gave me and the or the sort of the freedom I felt with doing that piece. And then... Um, and my application... Once I sort of... Uh, I added the video from that night that I cut to I cut together a video from that night um and sent that off to sort of try and strengthen my applications and um and yeah within you know a couple of hours uh, I was I got some offers and and yeah people were were talking to me about it so um so I've had a few offers for venues and this is one of those weird moments where you know I'm very I get a bit sensible in these situations and I'm like, well, they've offered and, and you know, this is the thing. So if I accept that, then I, I should just accept that, right? And maybe someone can correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm being told wrong. But, um, you know, the, the it's it's uh, you have to kind of take all of these offers and, and decide which is the best for you. Um, I've had one from a, a very sort of comedy heavy venue uh, quite late at night and I'm sort of umming and ahhing as to whether that would be a good time so like 11 30 at night seems really late but it's edinburgh festival so is it that late you know people will still be kicking about it's a it's a decent venue but it is also a very kind of uh comedy stand-up heavy um you know bars and you know it, it just i think the way that my show is going it maybe is not so i mean if anyone saw it on friday it's not quite stand up anymore like uh so I don't know how well it would work at that time with that particular audience in that particular venue whereas I have had a spa uh, a uh, an offer from another venue that is more um <laughs> I have had an offer from another I'm being distracted by Rentaro <laughs> he's instagramming this um but I have been distracted by another distracted jesus christ you've really thrown me off um i've been given an offer from another venue um at a much more a much earlier time but then i'm and it's a it's like 6 15 it's a really good location it's less seats um which has its good and bad sides i think it'd be easier for me to fill up a slightly smaller venue with a with doing a first show you know this is a first experience for me maybe i won't fill it up at all i don't know but it feels like it would be easier to fill you know 40 odd than 8090 um and 6:15 is the time that I've been offered with that particular venue and I feel like that's the best option um but also 
then I'm going, well, so, yeah, 6.15 to 7.15, that'd be great. That's a kind of perfect spot, right? But then is it? I don't know, because what is that too early? Maybe in London, in a normal circumstance, in a normal situation, that would be too early. Um, and you want people to have maybe had a couple of drinks before they come in, but not be hammered, if you see what I mean. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I'm sitting here with these... these um, these couple of offers that, that I uh, are venues that I, I'm sort of umming and ahhing about and need and sort of need to make a decision about urgently um, because obviously they're sought after spaces and they're sought after times and slots and every slot is sought after. So um, it's something that we need to really bite the bullet with and make a decision on. I've asked a few people, different people for their opinions and things like that. And, um, and you know, it, it, people have all got different opinions and of course they have because you know, everyone's different. Um, the the venue themselves have even have an opinion on it. One of them does anyway, and, and think specifically reading the details of my show that it will be suited to that time. So, and I guess they're people to trust. So for me now, I'm what I'm just trying to say is that I'm in this point where I'm really, I really don't know what I'm doing and I have to trust myself and I have to trust, you know, other people and uh, who I don't know um or or I don't necessarily have to trust them but I feel like I I should um so yeah I guess this is a, a a point where once I've made a kind of decision on this kind of thing then I can get back to the actual show itself and working out the other previews that we're going to be doing before we go to Edinburgh so um that's where I'm at at the moment I'm trying to make a decision on these venues and then I want to get back to the kind of creative side of it um I'll be having a meeting this week with my my fellow my fellow buddies, uh, the old hot air baboons, Dan Y and Isa Bonachera. And we'll be chatting about what our next step is because we're all sort of going together under under this umbrella. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're all, we'll all compare notes. So I, d- I really sort of don't know where I am, but I thought I'd give you a little update if, in that I have a venue, potentially. I, I mean, I do. I do. So, you know, I'm, I will be going if I can raise the funds, that is. So that's the next step as well. I'm looking at these prices they send you like a price breakdown as well for the venue and this is a a a big thing to consider um and being very unemployed at the moment is something that's freaking me out big style so that's something that has to come into it as well um so funding choosing a venue and um and then getting back to the creative side of it um asap but yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. If anyone has any advice for me or or wants to chip in at all or or give me their two cents then uh, please do, lewis at actinginspired.com um, and I'd be very happy to hear what you think. Um, you know, I think what I'm saying about the the times, I need to be a bit more clear about that, is that, you know, before I've been trying, I've been doing some kind of stand-up-y stuff, which maybe, um, and I, anyway, I've sort of veered away from that slightly, but it's still in the comedy world, but not quite straight stand-up, so I don't, know if it's something that would be suited to that time um i don't know what the the kind of age group would be i guess maybe so you saw my preview rintaro what, what, what do you think the age suitability is um it was a very <laughs> it was a very um i very much enjoy your stand-up oh thank you um <laughs> it seems very um appropriate around like 16. Oh, so it's a, a little bit too old for you, even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. 16 and up, right? Yeah. But that's quite a wide demographic. You know, 16 up. Well. Where does it? Where do we cap it? 
30, 40, <laughs> 50. Well, I mean, your comedy show was very related, uh, well, funny as you told that's, a story. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, it's a very interesting and it's a very funny to go like and see what your brain was thinking. Yeah. And the whole... <laughs> what mannequin what? situation? Oh, don't give it all away! Don't give it all away. <laughs> um, what? Seeing that preview, what kind of time would you say would be a good time for that show to be on every day for a month? Hmm, I'm not very sure. No, of course you're not. Why would you? Be? But, <laughs> yeah, but just instinct. Six thirty. Oh, great! So <laughs> I'll take the six fifteen slot. That's that sorted. I've got a venue, ladies and gents. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, that that's where we are with that, and I will give you more updates as they come in. I feel still, I feel really good about it. Um, as you guys know, I can go up and down a little sometimes, but I feel really strongly about this, and it's been keeping me very positive um, for the last few weeks, and I'm still in that space. So it's great. This 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 kind of creative, but also trying to delve into the business world which I I, the business part of it um which I have for a long time shied away from that's the kind of bit that scares me so it's good to I think engage with that and and jump into that fear a bit um into the path of that train that's coming full steam ahead at me um or that's how it feels anyway but um that's where we are with that anyway now ladies and gents um I've been promising you for a while uh and uh, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, I asked people to um, send in like a, an acting inspired takeover. And uh, today I'm going to give you the first one. So here it is. This is Deesa Anderson um, talking to us about some of her work that she's got coming up in March. Uh, she'll be doing a play that she has written or a performance piece that she has written called Is This Thing On at the Old Red Lion? Um written by her and that's on from the 26th of March to the 31st of March um, so do go along and see that if you can um, I'll let her do all the talking now this is Deesa Anderson giving us her experiences from uh, being a, an Icelandic actor living in London and uh, yeah she she says everything and, and all the uh, information that you need but you can follow her at Deesa Anderson on all across all social media platforms Um and this is her. Uh, so I'll speak to you guys next week and enjoy. And if anyone else wants to do an acting-inspired takeover, please do send it in to lewis at actinginspired.com. One more thing before I go, actually. There was a dude, I was at the Vaults Festival uh, the other day, and a dude came up to me and said, I love your podcast. And I thought it was like a mate taking the piss out of me. And... I sort of looked and realized that I don't know this person and it was awesome. I should have had a chat with you and I, I was sort of flustered and wandering about. So uh, if you're listening to this still, then please reach out. Let me know who you are um, so I can say thanks because I felt like I was a bit weird <laughs> the time you came up to me. Anyway, ladies and gents, this is Deesa Anderson. I'll speak to you next week. Big love. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired with me, Deesa Anderson. I'm an Icelandic actress living in London. Let's start off with some shameless self-promotion. Currently I'm producing and acting in a play called Is This Thing On with my friend Julie. 
Um, it will be performed at the Red Lion during the week commencing 26th of March. I wrote this play, or well, a performance piece, to help me come to terms with my own feelings about domestic violence, utilizing poetic prose and physical theatre to discuss the effects of domestic violence. The name Is This Thing On refers to a desire to be heard, but also the jazz legends that the piece is inspired by, Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, Billie Holiday. So the story follows a young girl who falls in love with an older guy, both of them refusing to commit to what is an obviously a relationship, albeit a very unhealthy one. At the moment, we are only performing it for this one week at one venue, but we are looking into funding options because we'd like to take the piece further. If you, dear listener, know of any funding opportunity we might have missed, feel free to contact me. It's Dees Anderson across all social media or through my website, deesanderson.com. So I wanted to talk to you about staying inspired after graduation. I recently graduated as an actress from Arts University Bournemouth. Shortly after graduation, I worked on a tour of a play my friend Anna Aris wrote and directed. The play is called Hero and is a discussion piece about how propaganda affects children growing up during wartime. I acted as a tour manager, female swing and an occasional lighting operator. It was mental and so much fun. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Except next time, hopefully, without everyone getting a lung infection. (laughs) After the tour finished, I focused solely on moving to London, and a month later I was there, with no job and living off my savings. And as the weeks went by, the prospects got more and more hopeless, and I've got to admit, I was slightly depressed at times. So, here is where my first bit of advice drops in. If you ever find yourself in this position, get a hobby. And exercise, because a good routine is invaluable. To me, it sounded ridiculous, like cheating on my main passion, but getting out of the house and trying new things turned out to be the greatest decision I ever made. I joined the choir, and two weeks later, we were singing in Westminster Abbey. Yeah, that's mental. Socialising regularly through the choir helped me deal with the feeling of hopelessness, and I started writing again. And that's how the play came to be. But I also wrote poetry, which feels good because I've been in such a rut writing-wise. I also journal every now and then because this industry is so so cha- ever-changing and a, a total emotional roller coaster. You may be finding yourself resting for months at a time, but laying the groundwork for other projects. And then you get the call of saying, hey, we've got the equipment for your film, or we've got funding for that play that you want to write. And all of a sudden, everything is happening, but it's all happening at once. We need to do everything in January. Um, so writing things out helps with planning, but also with mapping out your feelings and logistics behind the projects. I think I've been quite lucky because um, being from Iceland, I get student loans from there and they're quite high. Like it's, They're easy to live off, especially if you live in Bournemouth where everything is a lot cheaper than it is in London. So what I managed to do is that I managed to save probably about 50% of my student loans um, while I was in uni. And then after I graduated... I could use that money to move to London and I have sort of just been living off that. But I know that's not the case for everyone and a lot of my friends have ended up having to get a side job that it hasn't got nothing related to acting and it's good. It works for some people but for me, having worked in retail for four years previously, 
I know that I tend to get quite stuck in those jobs. You know, I've got that perfectionist sort of issue where I, I just really want to be the best, even if it's the best um, retail person <laughs> in the supermarket, which is it's, it's kind of ridiculous because I know I'm not as passionate about that as I am about theatre. I would never do a 12-hour shift, but if you ask me to do a 12-hour rehearsal, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, but it is that sort of a feeling where you, you get into that sort of confused rut of you have to be the best retail person. So being able to um, work on my own stuff has been really invaluable and I advise if you've ever get the chance to take the time off and, and live off your savings for a few months, it, it is really, really valuable. But you've, you've also, you can't just, you can't just take a holiday, you can't just, you know, stay at home and not do anything, you've got to you got to get out there and lay the groundwork. You've got to keep networking. You've got to keep tabs on what all of your friends are doing and make new friends. And it, it's hard. You know, I'm, I'm really good at feigning confidence, but actually I'm really shy and awkward. And, you know, I'll, I'll go to the theatre and I'll, I'll go to the bar afterwards or backstage or something and I'll try to network a little bit you know go up to people and talk to them and it's terrifying oh my god it's it's so terrifying and you know in my head I'm constantly like oh they probably think I'm stupid oh oh no oh no it's it's so scary and it's just something that you've got to get used to and six months in I'm not used to it but I still do it and every now and then good things actually come out of it so um do get out there, do, if you, if you like somebody's work, do go up to them and tell them, and they may think that you're just, you know, like, smooshing them or whatever, but if you genuinely like somebody's work, you know, as somebody who makes my own work, you know, it, it's so great to get feedback, and even when people don't like everything about it, like sometimes people come up to me and they say, you know what, yeah, that play was really great, but like the way it's written is, is really strange. Wouldn't there be a better way to get the narrative across? And and then you get to that sort of re- rethinking mode where you're like, there might be a better way, you know. So it is always valuable to get feedback and... Sometimes you make really great contacts out of it, and sometimes you don't. But if you don't try, then nothing's going to happen. And I know all of this might sound very obvious to some people, but as a person who is genuinely very shy and very awkward, this is really hard for me. (laughs) Um, But it's important, though. It really is. The thing that I never expected to have to deal with is this sort of adversity against the... um, the industry or how it works from people that are not in it so um I'll get my I'll get family members or, or or friends telling me to get a job and I'm there like yeah no you know what I'm trying every day um and they just don't get it really they don't they don't get it that it's um it's more than just saying it 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 takes more 
than just getting a job in any office you know you, you can apply for a job in an office and go to an interview and that's it but if you want to get an acting job you'd have to apply and then go to an audition and then probably a call back and even then they might still be ma- waiting on funding so you've got this um opportunity but it might all fall through still so you might be taking out time in your schedule for like a few months to do this project and then ends up not getting funding and then it's not happening anymore and you've got to sort of uh, work around that you've got to sort of think okay that's that's what might be happening so you, you can't um, especially when you're a recent graduate you can't ever just throw money at things I can't I never feel like I can just afford to go on a holiday on a whim or go out to eat um, on a whim everything has to be carefully calculated like yeah okay if I go to the pub with my friends who are in the industry then you know that something might come out of that and it feels really shit to think about it that way because these are your friends and you shouldn't be thinking about what you get out of hanging with your friends um and most of the time I'll just say you know what I really I really need some company and um maybe it's okay now to go for coffee um but but you've got to justify every sort of spending and it gets difficult and that's where um I feel like there's a bit of adversity because your friends who've got jobs that are not related to the industry they don't sort of get this they don't get this sort of justifying of of spending they're just like yeah okay let's all go out to eat and then you've got to be the really awkward person who's like well um how about coffee because I can't afford to go to a restaurant or you don't say that um and then eat noodles for a week yeah it's uh it's not great but you know at the same time it's just something that you've got to do I feel like you haven't really tried until <laughs> until you've experienced that point. So everything will be fine in the end. <laughs> so I uh, think I've gone over all of my pointers for the moment. I think it's all that I wanted to say. Um, yeah, was just to summarize, um, if you do find yourself in a bit of a creative rut, getting a hobby, getting out there, socializing, um, exercising, it really helps and journal sort of try to organize your thoughts and well be careful about money because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen and what what is not going to happen if that sort of makes sense um if you're interested in knowing more about the piece you can contact me at desanderson.com or desanderson at across all social media, as I've already stated. And I just like like to take this moment to um thank, um to to express my heartfelt thanks for being able to get this opportunity to be on this show. Thank you. It's been really great. It was a light, gay and easy. Whatever may come, take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. fun, fun.